by the powers of the spirits of the East, who bring light, humor, and clarity, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the South, who bring protection, passion, and courage, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the West, who bring harmony, strength, and healing, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the North, who bring abundance, growth, and peace, we call to the witches. Desert Jen and Obsidian Musette Sage, here to share our knowledge with you on all things witchcraft. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Crones of the Wild Wastelands. This is Desert Chen and Lady Sonica. Today we are looking at integrating your witchiness into your life. We will be talking about decor, ideas on what you can do daily to affirm your faith and more. I want to mention again, we are publishing a written version, not a transcript, so don't expect it to be exact, of our podcasts on our blog at paganswildwasteland.com. Anything you want to say before we get going? Let's do this. Okay. Um, we're going to start out with decor. Um, you know, do you want to decorate your house in a witchy way? There's lots of ways to do it. You can do it subtly. You can do it overtly. Uh, what calls to you? Is it shabby chic, Victorian, farmhouse, coastal, bohemian? All of these can be easily modified to reflect the witchy spirit. While researching this, I found that a search for witchy decor on YouTube came back with a decent amount of videos. I looked at several under the search term witchy DIY decor and got some great ideas on my own decorating of the house. Um, I have a budget of maybe $50. So most of it will be DIY with existing materials. One easy craft is repurposing wine bottles or actually any kind of glass bottle. To start this, you need your bottles, rubbing alcohol to clean the bottles, napkins or tissues you'll use to decoupage or give texture to the bottles, uh, watered down white glue, which you use as your decoupage type um, medium, paint brushes, black paint, or if you want to splurge a little, a can of black spray paint, which I like a lot better than acrylic paints, and air dry clay. I have included links on the episode posts on the blog. Use other glass jars to make other glass decorations, such as apothecary display. You can make fairy houses. You can do all kinds of things. Do you have something to add? Well, one of the things I like to do is take old wine bottles, cleanse them, and then I find flat stones. Mm. And I just start gluing stones to my bottle decorates it up real pretty yes it does and you were saying earlier you use fairy lights and some for your your plants and stuff when some of the bottles i like to use as foundations to make fairy houses uh-huh and i always leave windows and once my fairy house is made i will put the little fairy lights inside so you know 
occasionally they get turned on and and, and the fairy bottle glows. Uh-huh. Um, I like to stick these in or around my plants. It, it just gives it a little, you know, somebody else's living here feel. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I might do that in some of my plants just to keep the cats out. Okay. And I also like to decorate. You know how you can get garlic in small round bottles? Yes. Uh, those kind of bottles, I like to use whatever I can find, be it cards, be it fabric, be it whatever. And I make the bottle or the jar as witchy looking as I possibly can. I might even glue on a couple of what do you call those little wooden uh, sculpture things that you can glue to pictures and stuff, those little things. Okay. And I glue them on and I label the bottle, what bottle this is for what herb or for what um, tincture or what cream I happen to put into them. Just a thought. Another thing that you can use to decorate your house are, are crystals. Um, you can wrap them with wire, hang them from your window. You can The cost of the wire needed for wrapping is generally under $5 in places like Joanne's. Um, you can also create areas around your house with um, crystals laid out in a pattern, a, a sigil with those or, or grids, or just plain display them on, on um, little tiny display things you find at the um, craft store, little shelves. Is there anything you would like to talk about? So for a cheap pelt of rabbit fur and, you know, get a couple of them and lay them on a shelf and, and lay all your crystals on them. I've got great idea. <laughs> Other things that you can use around your house are um, fabric. Fabric is a great thing. You can make hanging um, tapestries, things like that. But, you know, you can make them. The other thing is like curtains. Go to your thrift store and find curtains that you like, not the color you like. Um, if it's the right material, you can just dye them with Ritz. Or you can use a washable glue that you do your designs on the fabric, whether it be an old sheet, which, you know, I think this would be better use for it than a curtain. But you can um, put on washable glue in different patterns and then wash it. And there's also using um, dark, darker colored uh, sheets or curtains, whichever you, or fabric, and take a very thin, uh, paintbrush and i'm talking very thin and painting with plain old be bleach yes i have seen that lately and i really like it um so you know use your washable glue get whatever colors you i mean ritz dye comes in how many different colors and um Pretty much can do it from there. I'm putting links into the article on the blog post for batiking with the washable glue. It, it looks like a lot of fun, and I think I may go find some sheets. Be creative. Uh, huh? I'm saying telling them to be creative. Use their imaginations. Yes. And use your own energies into what you're using to decorate. Then it, it, it helps the energies for when you go to um, cast a spell or have a ritual. Um, make seasonal altars. I mean, when it's spring, austera, embolic, what, you know, 
um, all the way through Delphine. through the others. You know, just Samahini. change. Yeah, just change it up. You know, there's a lot of ways to do this. Incorporate your um, favorite deities into it. Um, the as you were saying earlier, uh, when we say this, I've been saying this a lot. Um, earlier you said we started this podcast got an hour into it and I discovered Desert Jen wasn't recording (laughs) (laughs) so you know we're on take two here Um, another thing ladies if you want to go into making um, seasonal altar cloth um, if you have hands that are able to do this and you really like to sew I've made um, three major altars um and i have embroidered all the all the things on it from wolf heads to celtic crosses to the triple goddess uh sign use your use your imagination just go with it you know we used to teach our daughters i mean i was one of those daughters how to embroidery i mean that was a major thing you, you sat yes. down and you learned how to embroidery um yes. i never did that with my daughter i don't know why i i should have i think she would have enjoyed it well it's never too late that's true that's true i know i can't it's like the beating i can't hold on to the nail but i am going to try that oil was it comfort comfrey 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 and see if that doesn't help with the pain in my hands and maybe I can hold a needle again. As you pointed out earlier, the location of your seasonal altar is very important. Not for the witchy reason, but for protection reasons of the altar. You don't want people coming in and touching your altar. You know, Um, I've got a two-year-old here, um, almost three. I don't want her playing with some of the stuff that's going to be on the altar. So, you know, I have to find a different location than where I was going to put it. And it's also due with animals. You, If you have an altar that is very open, um, if you have cats or ferrets or birds, um, they're going to find their way to that altar sooner yes. or later. And uh, things get dumped over and broken. You don't want that to happen. Uh, that's why I very strongly suggested that you put your altar in uh, an out-of-a-way place. It could be in your home, but, you know, like if you have a corner uh, curio cabinet, place all your altar items in that. Yeah, that would be a good, great idea. And then you can bring them out and set them on your table when you want to do something. Or if you want to keep it a little bit more private, uh, make it on top of your dresser or a table within your room. Something that is not going to be so out in the open where individuals are going to come by and handle your altar items. You know, you don't want to tell people as they're coming in your house, uh, don't touch. Yeah, that's very true. And, you know, as much as you don't want to be rude, you don't want them to touch your altar items yeah. you know case in point uh when my son passed i had a memorial altar set up for him uh-huh. and well long story short there was some police called to the house and the first thing they did was went to my altar and started uh-huh. picking up my affame and stuff like this uh, yeah there was a little bomb that went off at that point in time yeah. um you know just People 
that aren't in the craft, uh, your mother, your mother-in-laws, your family members, your friends, they don't understand. And you're going to have an altar set up and depending upon what you put on your altar, they're going to go over and get Snoopy. Yeah. I mean, there's and there's going to be pretty crystals, things like that. I mean. Yeah. And people are rude. They'll just pick up things and start looking at it. Well, you know, things um, can get pretty elaborate. I mean, I, I, I don't have anything elaborate. Most of my stuff is um, either homemade or, you know, pretty cheap. But, um, you know, some people have some really elaborate athames. And, you know. Goddesses. Yes, most definitely. So, you know, I can see where you're coming from with that. And I am rethinking <laughs> how I'm going to set up my seasonal art. I have altar. one young gal that's in my group. She is very into um, crystal bowl, crystal, oh. you know, and she has about like nine or 10 of them. The very first thing that happens when people come over to her house, the very first thing, they'll go in and start handling all her crystal balls and trying to play yeah. them. She grits her teeth and, and kind of goes, you know, <laughs> um, but she has them displayed in her front room. Um, and she does have like a lot of crystal bowls. And then, of course, she has the uh, copper singing bowls. Um, and, of course, then she has her uh, drums and everything else. People will just come. They're naturally oriented, you know, gravitated. Yes. A gemstone and, um, bowls are so beautiful. Oh, she's got like nine of them. Oh, wow. From, from the very biggest to the very smallest. And even me, who is, you know, extremely witchy, when I go and visit Lisa, the first thing I want to do is go and play with the bowls. <laughs> the very first thing I want to do. And, but I hold off. Yeah. I, I bite my tongue and I sit back and I'll finally look at her and I says, can I play with your bowls, please? <laughs> <laughs> say, sure, go for it. And I said, yeah, but I don't want to be rude. And she goes, I understand. And all my girls call me mama. So everybody says mama. And, uh, you know, well, I want to be respectful. I want to give you the same respect as I would require in my right. home. And, uh, you know. I just don't want to go up and start handling everything. And, I can understand. Yeah. And I get the same thing with my stuff here. Yeah. We have a four-year-old. She soon will be five. Uh, brought up in a very witchy house. And um, she learned by the age of three, she learned that those were no touch, touch. Those were no notes. She couldn't play with those ones. She would beg and plead to play with uh -huh. them. But she wouldn't go up and touch them. Uh, of course, her auntie TT got uh, real smart and gave her her own crystals and her own stones. <laughs> These are yours. You could do whatever you want. She even has her own potion bottles. Oh, cool. And, oh, yes. Oh, yes. She signed all my little bottles. And could I have some potion bottles? Yes, you could have some potion bottles. These are yours. You can touch <laughs> That's these. cute. I love and, that. You know, when she comes down, she plays with her stones and crystals and her potion bottles. <laughs> and she makes up her own potions. 
Thank God she hasn't discovered the herbs yet. <laughs> oh, very true. But um, that's just giving into some consideration of what an individual might want to do in their own home. Yes. I think another thing that um, needs to be looked at is we're witches. We're going to have candles. Um whether they're just all kinds of candles, the ones in glass, the ones your what do you call those things that you use on your on your altar? Um sticks. Yeah. yeah. And you know, all of those. One thing I would suggest is, you know, if you're crafty, you like doing crafts, things like that, just make your own candles. Because one, I I personally find it to be a fun activity. Um Plus, you're putting your energies into to a tool that's on your altar. Um, when you you do a spell, you're gonna, you know, most of the time you have a candle burning. If that candle was made with your energies in it, wow, you know, that's really gonna help. And if you're into the tarot, like I am, of course, you're gonna have a candle burning yes. during any readings of that sort. Now, you're not gonna find anywhere. On any site that says a candle is necessary, I'm sorry for that. But in my belief system and how I was taught, a candle and incense was always required when you do any kind of reading. And watch your candles. You know, you have candles set up throughout your house. And if you have a house that is not drafty and your candles start Flickering, flaming, jumping, wiggling sporadically. That's the candle's way of letting you know something's not right. You need to you need to look at your candles from time to time. Making them is fantastic, but you also got to watch the flame and how your candle is burning. Yes. Um, crafts. We've been talking a lot about doing a lot of our own stuff. You know, it, uh, a witch... If you're a crafty witch, you can do so many decorations. I mean, you can you can everything from lampshades, working with lampshades, um, making your own tapestries. Um, what else, Teresa? Um, oh, you can make your own ward batter, uh, banners, uh, ward banners. Uh, yeah, go ahead and tell us what a ward banner is. Okay, a banner. We all know what little banners are, okay? Right. Like little things you hang outside for seasonal. As big as that. You can put symbols. You can put wordings. You can put whatever it is that you need to ward your area. That means to protect. To ward something off is to protect. Uh -huh. You don't want to put any banners up that has anything to do with spell working. That, that, no, you don't want that to happen. Okay. That means that spell would be indefinitely working. Yeah. Uh, you don't want that. Comes back to bite you one time or another. But to put up wards. Uh, and you'd put up wards just like you would set up um, crystal grids or crystal protection. You put it in, you know, the four corners of your house. Uh-huh. You can make them as elaborate or as plain as you want. So what do you do? You put uh, put like a, a sigil on it? Oh, you can put you can put rune signs on them. 
You can put sigils on them. You can do the old symbols on Uh them. Uh, You can put wordings on them as long as they're not in English. Uh You don't want anything in English because you don't want people to know what that is. Okay. Uh, You could do it in angelic writing. You could do it in rune writing. You could do it in witchy writing. You could do it in angelic writing. Whichever writing fancies you. You could even write Uh it in Celtic if you know the Celtic language. They can be just a symbol for protection. They can be, like I said before, just a big rune sign. That's all that's on it, big rune sign. How you do this? Use a piece of fabric for your background and then cut out the, the whatever it is you want it to be and use the uh, fabric glue. Don't sew it. Don't stitch it. Just use fabric glue. Put the fabric glue on it. Take your iron to it. Boom. It's set. You could do any of that. You can make witch ladders, which are braided cords. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get really artistic. And you can do what Jen was talking about earlier about putting uh, glue. Oh, the patiking with the the glue? Yes. You can do it a hundred thousand different ways. You can make wards. You can make the symbol of the from full moon to waxing moon to new moon. Oh. Out of paper and hang it on a string. I've done that. Actually, you're giving me some great ideas. <laughs> I really are. Uh-huh. Uh, going back to the candles, uh, we used to do our own candles. And people come up with absolutely, absolutely fantastic ideas on how to do these things. Instead of just pouring wax into a jar. Right. They came up with many, many different things. The crafting of a witch is what you see. There is something you see in your mind. Then think about how you can make it become real. You can do everything from macrame to beading to leatherworking to sewing to whatever it is that's in your mind. Yes. Uh, so, and there are so many different crafts you, you can do. I mean, like you say, leather, whatever. And, you know, I'm not necessarily one that that thinks that all of my witchish stuff should be real, you know. Um, right. Polymer clay. Um, that, that That's plastic, you know. Um, that, there's all kinds of things that you can use. Um, j- just find the thing that, that sparks your creativity and go for it with decoration. Um, another, this is my lifeline for witchy decoration. It's called a thrift store. <laughs> Love them. You know, you, you can find wine glasses to make your chalice. You can, um, cigar boxes are one of my favorites. I mean, you can use it to keep your tarot cards in. You can use it to keep your your crystals in. Or even better, you can make it into a manifestation box. I mean, come on. I, yeah. I love my manifest. I haven't used it in a long time. I think I'm going to pull it out and use it a bit. Cigar boxes are not only found in thrift stores. You can actually go to smoke shops yes. and they will sell you their cigar boxes they're better cigar boxes if it has an emblem on it 
you can paint over it or sand uh, it out. Paint. Yeah, sand it out, uh, burn it out. You know, just take a little tor blow torch and just lightly go over it and scrape and lightly go. Yeah, it comes off. You can cover it completely with anything you can think of, fabric to stones to uh, decoupage to Christmas cards, uh, birthday cards, whatever. You know what? I, I don't think people, um, my aunt in Spokane, mm -hmm. she has a place to go get her cigar boxes. Um, he buys them up from the cigar stores and then you go to him to buy them and he buys socks for um, school children. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And he, oh, my goodness. He had some elaborate boxes in there and only like five to $10 a piece you know, yeah. and, and those are good sturdy things. I mean, a lot of them are made out of wood and not just cardboard. I have seen cigar boxes look like um, pirate chests. Uh -huh. I've seen them with the dome tops, the wooden dome tops. Um, yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. And there is an endless, endless ideas for all of them. Yeah, one of the things I did was went to and got one of the smaller uh, cigar boxes with a dome top. And for my niece's christening, I decorated the box up with, um, yeah, I painted it. I, well, first I sanded it, burned it, and then paint, stained it. And then I put felt on the inside, and then I put little wooden butterflies and wooden um, uh, uh, dragonflies. Oh, cool. All of, you know, just did it on the top. Um, I even went so far as to go to our local Hobby Lobby and buy some uh, little leggings, little brass leggings. Uh, they costed me, I think, six bucks. Yeah, though, though I've got a whole bunch. I bought a bunch off of Amazon when I was playing with cigar boxes a lot with my beading. Um like you say, they're yeah. inexpensive, and they just really make the box look like something special. Right, and I made this for her um, her witchy baptizing. Oh, cool. Her coming out, her naming. And on the inside of the box was my one gift to her. Now, the box itself is supposed to be throughout her life. She's going to get trinkets, special uh -huh. things that she's supposed to put inside this box. Well, I made her her first necklace out of, uh, I believe it was amber, amber jet, and it was a green stone. I can't remember what it was, um, but it was a green stone. Uh-huh. I made a necklace out of that and stuck it on the inside. Um, that Sounds was beautiful. Yeah, the only thing I would suggest if you're going to do something like that is get better hinges uh, <laughs> True. than the ones they come with because the ones they come with are like crap and they break easily. I would invest in some better hinges. Yeah, because they're not meant to be used for a long period of time. Right. Oh, what else have we got here? Oh, when I was writing this, I found a YouTube channel that would, it's called Witch's Cookery Channel. Mm 
She goes to thrift shops and all kinds of things and shows how you can do your witchy stuff. I love that channel. It's a good channel. And I really suggest you look it up. When I was working before I retired, sometimes things, if you work in an, an, well, you work anywhere, you know, there's gossip, there's office politics, there's somebody who's hormonal, there's, you know, whatever. And, and I built myself a, a mini altar. I built it in a vase with rocks, a little clay um, goddess doll that I used to get out of some oils that I bought from the store, um, put in um, imitation flowers and vines and stuff. And when things would get rough, I could just look up there and, you know, pray to the goddess and say, you know, give me strength not to kill this person today. And um, it worked very well. Now, the reason I did it that way is because in the workplace, religion has had to be taken away. I mean, you have some very aggressive individuals who wanted to do this, wanted to do that, and insulted the rest of us. So, you know, it's just best to pretend that religion doesn't exist, which is something I... I don't know. Personally, I don't think you need to bring religion into the workplace unless it's something like that. Um, you don't have to have any. I won't go there. Um, <laughs> ju ju just be careful about your displays. Very careful. Um, we've Yeah. And um, the next um, section is living the life. So, you know, you want to work it into your life. You want to work it. Um, how you live your life, not just in your decor, but how you live your life. How do you start out your morning? Um, many of these um, pagan lifestyle websites that I hit, hit um, almost all of them suggest affirmation or meditation first thing in the morning. Well, depending on how things are, there are other things you need to do first thing in the morning. Um, after you do those things. Um, I personally find affirmations because I can't meditate worth anything. I also keep a glass of water next to my bed. Some suggested um, that glass of water that you got next to your bed, charge it at night so that when you go to drink it in the morning, do an affirmation that's part of that charge. When you're doing affirmations, they should be positive and in an active voice. Examples would be what I envision, I become. My anxiety is under control. My visualization has already became reality. I am worthy of, you could fill in the blank there. There's a lot of things that you're worthy of. I am motivated and strong. I am protected at all times. You'll notice that it's saying I am. It's saying um, at all times. It's saying is under control. Um, I, I, I can. I hope you can see where we're going with that. Yes, Sonica, you said earlier you had an affirmation that you do, and I just absolutely love it. My affirmation that I do most every morning, I start out going, Mother, I am your daughter. I am of this world. I am beloved as you are loved. I am strong in my belief. I am powerful within myself. You, know, you 
put the things in your affirmation that build you up. Um, my affirmation changes from morning to morning, but it's basically the same thing. I am a child of this earth. I am beloved of this earth. I am strong within myself on this earth. I am your daughter. I am beloved. I am a child of this belief and I embrace it. And this makes me strong. Every morning, every single morning, I say this. Uh -huh. um, do I take a time out and sit down and say this? No, I'm going to be very truthful with all of you. I'm a 64-year-old crone. Sometimes I do this sitting on the throne. <laughs> you know? Um, but I say it every morning. And after I say it, there's always a self of, it's like being hugged. It's, it's a feeling of being hugged. And, you know, as we grow older and as we grow apart from our families, there becomes an alone time when you're alone. Not everybody comes up and hugs you every day. No, I know that feeling. And to say these affirmations in the way that I say them, I feel a hug, a very strong hug every single morning. And let me tell you, as one that has just dealt with a long term of beating cancer, there were mornings I could barely lift my head. But I'd still say those affirmations. And instead of getting a hug, I got somebody laying down next to me holding me. That's, yes. And be that from the mother, be that from the universe. I don't care because it gave me the strength to go on. And this is what the affirmation does for you. Gives you your strength. Connect so let it be. Yeah. It connects you. And as far as meditations, I'm sorry. Um, unless you're a guru or a Buddhist <laughs> monk, I can't jump out of bed and jump straight into a meditation. I can meditate. I have no problems meditating. But not first thing in the morning. There's other things that have to be taken care of. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, try your affirmations out. I'm sure they will help you as much as they have helped us. Other things you can do throughout the day, in the morning after you've done your affirmations and whatever, draw a daily tarot or oracle card. Record it. Um, decipher it. See see if, you know, what it does for helping you get through the day. Most um, definitely. One thing I cannot stress more, learn something new. It doesn't have to be witchy. It can be. It doesn't have to be. But just keep learning. It'll keep your mind active. If your mind is active and healthy, then your spiritual is active and happy. Oh, so would it be. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, ma'am. Do you remember when we were kids and we'd sit out in the yard and you'd look up at the sky and you'd watch the clouds and oh, say, oh, yeah. I see a rabbit. Oh, I see this. I see that. You know what? Go out there and do that every day. That that it's if feasible. You can. Yeah, if yeah. You I wouldn't can. go out there like it is now when it's like thirty degrees and do it. But you know, um, whenever you can, just go out there and see this. Watch the clouds. Um, be in nothing, touch with what's going on. If nothing else, if you are privileged 
to live in an area that has some forestation left. Oh, yes. Not private property. Uh, be, be prepared for your, your little walk. Uh, be it a town park, be it a backyard that has some acreage to it, be it that you live on the beach, you know, take a walk. Just take a walk. Oh, my God. And you live in one of the most beautiful places, I think, on the face of this earth. And um, I would love to live there. I mean, the forests are so lush. And you've got the beach just, what, 20 miles away? Um, uh, less than that. So, you know, I mean, enjoy what's around you. You know, um, part of our name, Wild Wasteland, is that we live in the desert. Or I live in the desert, and so did Obsidia. Um, but you know what? There's there's its own beauty there. Yes. You know, I I, I, I love watching the birds. Um, I love the smell. I'm weird. I love the smell of sagebrush. You know, there there's so much to look at. There's so much archi um not architecturally, um, in the geography of the area. So and soak it in night and day go watch yeah. the stars that yes you have the great open plains of the stars you're not uh, polluted with the light right right um, it's not like it used to be when i first was visiting my mom in this area i mean you literally could see the milky way up there you can't do that uh, anymore there's a lot more people here but there's still i can see so much more than like what i could see in anchorage right and yeah, even Anchorage was had its beautiful awe inspiring yes. time. Um, like the I northern miss, lights. I miss the northern lights. I miss everything about it. Uh, if, well, if, we're having it we're having an Anchorage winter here. <laughs> so, you know, well, I'm not missing this. <laughs> well, um, I I I just love Alaska and if I could go back I would I'd but like to go I'm, back to visit I would like to go back and live you know um yeah but unfortunately stamina wise I I couldn't I couldn't take it yeah but I, but um yeah I would give anything to go back to Alaska again yeah um, I, I've been anyway, missing Fairbanks you know to be witchy um you need to understand what the word witchy means to begin with. Okay, that's good. Witch comes from an old German word of Wicca, which is where Wicca got its name from. But what was a witch? Quite frankly, she was somebody that was in nature every single day because, you know, back then it was you live that way collecting herbs being out in the forest be it out in the desert be it out wherever you were you had to go it was hunting and gathering okay uh -huh. um today we don't have the hunting gathering anymore so you know we try to make our homes as comfortable and as workable as we need it but we tend to forget that we need to be out in nature, too. We are nature's children. Yes, very much so. And be it in the desert, mountains, ocean, swamplands, wherever. You need to get out in nature. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of missing that. I mean, at least when I quit smoking recently and, and I'm not outside like I was, you know, I, I'm not watching the leaves fall. I'm not watching, you know, the snow fall. Um, I'm kind of missing that and I need to get back to it and try not to smoke to do it. Well, being that you're in the desert, okay, and I have discussed this multiple times with my daughter. She is also in the desert. There are things just walking. Now, I know it's dangerous out there. I know you have to look out for the dangerous things. Uh-huh. As I said, be prepared. But walking out in the desert, you can find stones. You can find, um, uh, what is that called? Uh, lightning glass. Uh-huh. You can find... Uh, cacti that are absolutely unbelievable you can find so many things one of the things i used to do with my coveners my younger coveners i take them out to either the woods or to the coast because those were the two main places that would offer up the energies of the earth uh-huh and Without a thing in their pocket, without a thing in their hand, of course, they, you know, they had their backpacks and stuff. I would tell them, go out and find something to use as a chalice. Go out and find me things that you would put on a, a makeshift altar if you had to do a ritual out in the woods. Show oh. me what you can find. That's cool. I'm telling you, those young people absolutely floored me on the things they found and everything they found was so usable and the perfect absolute perfect item and i do that at, you know for people at the coast also yeah what they came up with was just wow yeah i was absolutely floored um I I could see that um, when I was little and I had a great aunt that um, lived over in Lincoln City and we would go out combing the beach each day. It mm -hmm. was, I loved it. Yeah. Um, between the boys and the girls, it was kind of 50-50, you know, between the imaginations of what they could, what they came up with. I had one young man that he just absolutely blew me away. He found seaweed, shells, grass, and he found, I think, a couple floaters. Oh. And with the seaweed, he braided a altar cloth. With the shells, he arranged the shells to be his offering bowls and oh. his, his uh, chalice. He found a shell deep enough to hold, you know, enough to be a chalice. That's cool. Uh, he used the floaters as the symbol of the god and the goddess. Uh, I mean, what he came up with just absolutely amazed me. And the only item I looked at him, I said, uh, you don't have your chalice. And he, uh, excuse me, that was wrong. You don't have an athame. He says, oh, yes, I do. And he pulled out the claws to a crab <laughs> on, on a stick for his athame. 
That is so cool. And I'm sitting there with my mouth kind of agape, thinking, wow. He, he made a complete altar with what he just found on the beach, with what the ocean provided. And I was in awe, absolutely in awe of what these young people, and I'm talking about from the ages from uh, 12 to oh, 17, 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they all, every single one of them, passed with great A-pluses on that that thing because they were so ingenious. And then I looked at them. After they gathered all their supplies, I said, now, what kind of a spell would you make? Again, these people amazed me. Absolutely. Every single one of them came up with a spell of giving back to nature. Okay, we had to take a short break. I'm sure some of you um, have heard a dog whining in the background. (laughs) We just got a new puppy, so um, I don't think I'll be able to edit that out. Uh, As Teresa, we were talking about nature and everything you can find in nature. You can also put your intent in your morning water, as I mentioned before, and the meals you prepare. Yes. Stir the pot, stir the pot clockwise as you add herbs and spices, verbalize the intent. Uh, you need not verbalize it out loud, you know, you can always do it in your mind, but um that is one great way to work work your faith into your life. Well, that's becoming a kitchen witch. And that's right. You put your intentions and your love into what you're making for whomever you're making it for, be it husband, family, whatever. Yes. Um, One thing that I'm finding is over the past several years, there has been an influx of witchy music out there on the platforms. I listen on YouTube. I have a subscription, so I don't have to listen to their ads. But there are other play, you know. I'm, I'm. It's that way on Spotify, um, Pandora, um, huh? Pandora. Yes, Pandora. Um, I, I'm finding I, I'm falling in love with su- su- some of the musicians, like um, Peyton Parrish. He, he sings um, Norse, old Norse, um, along with other things. Uh, in fact, he just put out a Disney <laughs> album. <laughs> It's kind of funny, all the great Disney songs. But um, I, I love listening to his voice when he's doing the, um, not Celtic, but Norse music. Um, Norse music. Sarah Hester. I mean, she ha- she's my, her song, Savage Daughter, is my go-to song when, when I want to get pumped up. Man, I listen to that song. I love it. Um, there's another one out there. I cannot pronounce the name. Worth a darn. That they're they're also Norse. Um, they're very primitive in their dress and their um, instruments. And oh my God, I just absolutely love them. Um, there's a link to them on the website. I gotta go there. And now, and again, make a manifestation box. I mean, a dream box or a wish box, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're well worth it. In fact, I know they work. 
Do you have anything else to add, Teresa? Or um, Lady Sonica? To be witchy, to live witchy, to have some witchy decor around your house. What does this all do? Well, quite frankly, it makes you a better witch. Yes. It makes you more in tuned to not only nature and what is around you, but to yourself. Within the craft, we talk about leveling up. You're going to level up until the day you say goodbye. That's right. We are here for a purpose, not a plaything, not to go around and say, hey, I'm a witch. Ha ha ha. Precisely. No. We are here to be the instruments of the mother and the father to try to better not only ourselves, but the world around us, help those that need to be helped, guide those that need to be guided. Do we push ourselves down your throat? No, that is not our way. No. We welcome uh, the questions. We welcome the inputs. And if you need help, here to help. That is what a witch does. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Has any of this helped? Do you have any ideas that work with you and want to share? Please leave us a comment. Um, every platform has a, a comment area. It'll get to us. Leave me a comment. Let me know you're out there. Um, in closing, I want to I want to thank you for joining Lady Sonica and myself for today's episode. Come back next Tuesday when we will discuss the difference between pets and familiars. Oh. Yeah, I think that should be a pretty good one because, you know, I think mm -hmm. I might have a familiar here. Not too sure. Oh, My research. I'm, of, huh? I'm thinking you have a couple of them. Yeah. Well, it should be informative. And remember, we're posting on Tuesdays now. So until next Tuesday. Stay warm, right. stay safe, and stay weird. Join Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage next time on Crones of the Wild Wasteland as we chronicle the ways of the witches. Care for yourselves and one another. Keep the strengths of the witches close to your heart and spirit. By the powers of the north, west, south, and east, we bid you hail and farewell.